Oh, good morning, church. Happy New Year again. And um, here's, here's how I want you to look at uh, January. This really is one message that I'm taking three weeks to share. So if you missed last week, you just want to jump on camelback.cc uh, on our website, and you can either listen to it or you can watch it. Uh, I'd encourage you to do that. Um, we are stopping and we are looking at uh, where it is we want to be a year from now. You'll notice on your notes, it says, it doesn't say 2020, it says 2021. And that was intentional because what I, what I want all of us to do is to stop and think about a year from now, and that will come faster than you and I can, can imagine. A year from now, where is it that you want to be? Where do you want to be a year from now in terms of your finances, in terms of your relationship with those around you, in terms of your relationship with God? Where is it you want to be? Where is it you want to be with regard to your health? Um, where would you like to be? Let's stop and look at that, and, and let's give that some attention because the reality is you and I, over the course of time, if, we, if, if you stop and say, look, a year from now, I'm, what am I going to be like? I can tell you what you're going to be like. You're going to be just like you unless, you, unless you do something to change it, you're going to be just like you are now, except more so. You see, time doesn't change who you are. Time reveals who you are. And a year from now, both you and I, unless we do something, we are, here's what we're going to be. We're going to be more set in our ways. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need this this morning. Now, go ahead and tell them, you need this this morning. And then tell them, it's okay, I'll be here, I'll help you through this. You, you, unless we're going to be intentional about where we go, where we go may be a good thing or it may be a bad thing. There's a Chinese proverb, Chinese proverb that says this, even a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. See, if I'm on this side of the stage and I want to get to the other side of the stage, unless I take that first step, there isn't a chance I'm going to get there. But step by step, I will get there. See, no matter, no matter how long the journey is, it starts the same way. You have to begin to move. Now, that can be great or that can be horrible. You see, if, if, you, if you're going in the right direction, it's a, it's a good thing. But if you're going in the wrong direction, it is not a good thing. If you go down to, in Phoenix here, you, you slip over to, to I-10, and, and, and you want to go to Southern California to enjoy the weekend and the weather, and, and for some reason you get on 10 going east, when you get 100 miles down the road, you are actually 200 miles from where you should be. 
So if you're heading in the wrong direction, if, you, if your life is heading in any given area of your life, if it's heading in the wrong direction, you, no matter where you are, you are twice as far from where you want to be if, uh, if, if you had been going in the right direction in the given areas of our life. No matter how many steps it is, how many miles it is, the principle is still the same. You see, we get to where we want to be, and we get to where we don't want to be exactly the same way. We get there step by step or mile by mile. However, we get there exactly the same way. So, so in the beginning of this year, right here in January, stopping and looking at ourselves and being, being willing to take the time to think, where do I want to be a year from now, in January 2021, in, in my finances? A year from now, where do I, where do I want to be in terms of my relationship with, with the people around me or my relationship with God or my health? Where do I want to be? I want to talk about that this morning. I, I want to, I want to look, at, look at Deuteronomy. I want to talk about uh, the children of Israel for a minute because there's something there that I believe we can, we can glean from and, and, and God gives us some insight. And Deuteronomy 7 is where we're going to look. But let me give you a little bit of the backstory. This starts with Abraham. Abraham, this was the, the father of the Jewish faith. He, 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 he was, he was the, the, the guy that God chose. And God chose Abraham, and he made promises to Abraham. He made, and Abraham was nobody special. He was just another guy. As you read through the stories in the Old Testament and even on into the New Testament, almost everybody you read about, they were just normal, ordinary people. But they believed God and believing God just changed everything. Abraham was made a promise by God. God says, Abraham, I'm going to give you, I'm going to make your family tree so huge. You're going to have kids and your kids are going to have kids and, and, and this kids and kids and kids and kids are going to go on forever. And, and he said to Abraham, go outside and look up in the sky. And, and Abraham did this and he looks up into the sky and God says, go ahead, count the stars. Go, go ahead, try and count them if you can because your lineage is going to be great, and you can't even count the stars, but your lineage is going to be greater than all of that. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to form nations out of you, and God kept his promise. You and I today, as followers of Christ, are a part of that family that God was talking about. The interesting thing about Abraham is when God told Abraham this, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, were old. Now, I'm talking old. They were just a hair under 100. And God told them that they were going to have all these kids. And, 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 and this, this, it seemed impossible. But Abraham believed. He believed God. And when you believe God, then you receive something. When you actually believe him, you receive. You and I, as followers of Christ, we heard the story of Jesus. We believed that he was who he said he was, and because we believed that, we became children of God just because we believed. 
Things happen when you believe. Faith means to believe and receive. When you believe, you receive. Faith is taking God at his word. You're actually believing what God says. You and I receive salvation by grace through faith because we believe. And God kept his promise. And he made a great nation. And then they, there were times they disobeyed God. And as a matter of fact, they ended up in slavery for over 400 years in Egypt. And then God sends Moses on the scene to deliver them from slavery. You know, as I read through some of the stories in the Old Testament, they so clearly are actually a picture of what God is doing in the New Testament. As I read through this story, you know, God raises up Moses to help them come out of Egypt. It's a picture of you and I trusting Christ for our salvation. Then I look at the, at the children of Israel, and they're coming through the Red Sea. That's another picture. It's a picture of water baptism. Maybe for you, that's the next step, water baptism. We're going to be having that next month here at Camelback. But it's an opportunity. And, and just because the children of Israel came out of Egypt... It did not mean they entered the promised land right away. As a matter of fact, they wandered in the wilderness for over 40 years. And for me, that's just another picture in Scripture and a picture in our culture of, of people, some, so many who come to Christ, but yet they waste years of their life. Just waste years. And God wants to... He wants our years to be useful. He wants the, the very growth and transformation that he wants to do in our lives. He wants that to happen in an ongoing way. You see, when you begin to take God seriously, God begins to take you seriously. When you and I come to the place where we recognize who he is, and that he wants to transform our lives, and he wants to use our lives, it totally changes the parameter. So in January, we're stopping. We're looking at this. How do, how do we make this happen? I, and I talked about this, started the, down this pathway last Sunday. Because a year from, from now, we're, we're looking at where we are now, and we're grateful for where God has brought us to. But a year from now, we don't want to be where we are now. We want to be where he wants us to be. Some of us are dreaming of a business that we're going to start. So there are other things that, that God has planted in our, our heart and our mind. That's what we want. We want to move down that path. We don't want to be right where we are now. You see, and that, that may at times be difficult. It may not be easy. But let me just throw this at you. Taking the easy road is never the easy road. It just never is. It's easy. It's easy to stay in your problems. That's easy. It's easy to be lazy. It's, and some of us, it's easy to be argumentative. Some of you can get really good at that. It's easy to be argumentative. As a matter of fact, it's easy to gossip. It's easy to just drift right into gossip. It's easy to be critical of people. You know what's easy? It's easy to do nothing and want everything. That's easy. The Bible 
in this passage of Scripture I want to look at, God says to the children of Israel, you're going into the promised land. But to get there, there, there are some countries and there are some cities that, that you're going to have to take. You're, you're, it's not, not going to be a walk in the park. You're going to have to take them. And some of them were great nations and powerful nations. And you know what happened was God reveals this to them. They get scared. They feel small and they feel weak. Have you ever felt small? Something is ahead of you and you're feeling like there's just no way. Well, that's how they felt, small and weak. But God, God was intentional. There's nothing God doesn't know. He knew what they were going to feel. He knew what they were going to face. He knew what they were going to be thinking. But he wanted them to understand that they really were small. He wanted them to understand that they needed his help to accomplish this. He, he, he steps right into their thought process. You see, when God is with you, you're too small to fail because you're not doing this on your own. The only way you can do it is through his strength. And that's what he was telling them. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 17. He says, you're going to think of yourselves, oh, we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered 10 to 1 by these nations. We'll never even make a dent in this. And then God says, but I'm telling you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Remember. And then he says it twice. He says, yes, remember. And remember in detail what God, who, by the way, is your God, he says, did to Pharaoh and all of Egypt. Remember that. Remember what I did to Pharaoh. Remember that he did not want to let you out of slavery. And so what did I do? I sent a plague. And that, that wasn't enough. And then I sent another plague. And then that was, we had to go through this 10 different times. And finally, he let you go. And even after he let you go, he recognized, man, I want those slaves back. And he sent his soldiers after you. And so then we were at the Red Sea. And I parted the waters for you. God's saying to them, don't look at your limitations. Don't look at your opposition. He says to you and I, as we're going to be going through this next year, don't look at your limitations. Don't look at your opposition. Look at me, God says. Keep your eyes on me. Look at the Lord. As a matter of fact, look specifically at what he has done for you. For most of us, we've accepted Christ as our Savior. We've become followers of Christ. We believed and we became children of God because we believed. He's saying, look at that. Don't forget that. Don't ever forget what I've done for you. In Exodus, this story continues on. He says, I'll send despair ahead of you. And I will push the Hivites and the Canaanites and the Hittites out of your way. And then he says this. I won't get rid of them all at once, lest the land grow up and weeds and wild animals take it over. Little by little. That is my theme this morning. Little by little, I'll get them out of there while you have a chance to grow your crops and to make the land your own. God is saying to the children of Israel, like he says to us, I've 
got this. You can trust me. Don't be scared. I've got all the power in the universe. There's nothing I can't do. Remember the Red Sea. Remember Egypt. See, we, we tend to want God to come in and, and poof and do it all at once. That's what we want. God, come in and fix this thing and do it all right away. And if he did think, and there are times that God does things like that, but for the most part, that is not how he operates. And if he did that all the time, I, I, don't, I don't honestly think that we could handle it. I think some of us, it would scare us to death. Others of us, it, it would, we would feel like we don't need to pray anymore. We've got this thing done. It would kind of be like God stepping into your, to, to your life and answering all your prayers for the next year right away. You just wouldn't need to pray anymore. Power is perishable. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread, little by little, in our relationship with him and our relationship with others, an ongoing process, little by little. I think he was also telling the children of Israel, listen, you're going, the promised land, you're going to get there eventually. But you're not large enough to take care of it all right now. See, there's a principle here. Whatever you attain, you have to maintain. Let's say you need a car. So you take all the money that you have and you go out and you plop it down on a car. And now you have a car. But you don't have enough money for tags, insurance, gasoline, and maintenance. Whatever we attain, we have to maintain. I got a house that was built in 1974. It reminds me constantly that it was built in 1974. I have to maintain it. He's saying to them, God knows your future. He's saying, I'm your God. I want to bless you. You know what he was saying to them? You're going to live in houses that you don't even have to build. You're going to draw water from a well that you didn't have to dig. Because I'm your heavenly father. I am going to take care of you. The second thing in your notes is there's no one big win that you are when that, and you arrive. There are only small things repeated continually. We think, oh, if I could only, or if God would only just do, and then everything would be all right. And that's just not how he operates. He said to them, it's going to be one city at a time. It's going to be one fight at a time. You're going to have to fight the Hittites and then you're going to have to fight the Jebusites. And then you're going to have to fight the Hivites. And then there are the termites and the nightlights and all the other ites in there. One at a time, you're going to have to fight them. You're going to have to do them. So where do you want to be a year from now? We, we have got to stop and think about that. But we've also got to, we've also got to figure out a way to make smaller steps to get there. Maybe this year you want to read a book. Interestingly enough, out of all the people in North America who have a degree, 
only one-third of them, one in three, uh, did, did not read a book last year. So out of every three people who have a degree from college, two of them read a book last year and one didn't read a book. I say that just so you feel like you're in really good company. If you didn't read any books last year, you're in good company. But maybe this is the year you need to read a book. There's, a, there's this little book called Mini Habits. Maybe this is the book you want to read because it's only got 100 pages. It wouldn't be hard to slip this one in there. And you could say, I read a book this year. The, in this book, Mini Habits, it's, it's a tiny little book. It's, 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 it's not very big. It's only about 100 pages. But it talks, it talks about the fact that we should make our habits too small. As a matter of fact, they, they say we should make our habits stupidly small. Because then, in a six-month window, we could achieve them. In other words, words, don't start the year off by saying, I'm going to do 50 push-ups a day. Start the year off by saying, I'm going to do one push-up a day. Can you do one push-up a day? I I can do one push-up. See? Just like this, right? But I'm down here now, so I might as well do two. And I might as well do three. See, Newton gets involved in this. Look what Newton has to say. Newton says this, an object at rest stays at rest. When I was standing here not doing a push-up, I was at rest. But once you get it in motion, see, if I got down and I did one push-up and I stood back up, it would be a pain in the neck to get down and do another push-up. But since I was down there, it wasn't hard to do another push-up. If you make the commitment to do one push-up a day, over the next year, you're going to do 365 push-ups. That's a lot. Let's just say you get down there to do your push-up every day, and you decide to do two. Everybody you talk to, you can tell them you did twice as much exercise as you were supposed to do that day. <laughs> and you might, you might go on to five or two, you, and maybe, maybe for you it's something else. It's not a push-up because you're just not good at push but whatever it is. But, but they're saying make, it, make your goal stupidly small. I'm telling you, I'm up for this. Because I can do a push-up a day, and six months from now, I can still be doing push-ups. Newton's involved in this. Newton says, an object at rest stays at rest. This bowling ball is at rest. But once you get it in motion, it's not hard at all to keep it in motion. An object in motion is easier to stay in motion. And it's the same in every area of our lives, in our physical life, in our spiritual life, in our emotional life, in our relationships. In this book, Tiny Habits or Mini Habits, you're going to love this. They say, make a commitment to floss one tooth. (laughs) One tooth. You can walk out the door, I flossed my tooth. I flossed my tooth today. 
But chances are, if you're in there flossing your one tooth, you're going to go to the next one, and you're going to go to the next one. They say, don't make the commitment to, I'm going to read for 30 minutes every day. Just say, I'm going to read two pages every day. Because you can do that, and I can do that, and we can stay committed to that, and we can open our Bible, and we can read the first page, and we can read the second page, and we can get down near the bottom of that second page. And you're naughty, and you don't like to follow rules anyway, so you flip the page, and you get on to the third page. And we go beyond, because an object in motion. What we tend to do, I'm going to do 50 push-ups a day, and after the first day, you're so sore you don't do a push-up for three weeks. Uh Uh-uh. I'm doing one a day. The third point is God speaks to us little by little. It's how he does things. Jesus talked about this. Look what Jesus had to say in Matthew, the kingdom of heaven, over and over in Scripture. The Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. God's way, man's way. God's way, man's way. Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed, tiny, little, tiny, little, tiny, little seed that a man took and he sowed it in his field. It's the smallest of seeds, but when it has grown larger than all the garden plants, becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make a nest in its branches. It's a tiny little seed that really is good for almost nothing. But over time, that tiny little seed grows to be something so much larger than anybody thought it ever could. And it has purposes far beyond what anybody ever thought that it could have. Something so little becomes something so big. And most of us choose, when when we're choosing in January what we're going to do through the year, we choose so big that we can't possibly maintain it. James, why do so many people not get there. It's because that we don't pay attention to Zechariah. Zechariah said, do not despise the days of small things. Little by little by little by little. You're going to take your credit card and you're not going to make the minimum payment. You're going to take all your extra money and put it on that. And over time, you're going to pay off your credit card. Then you're going to take all of that money and put it on the next debt that you have. And over time, little by little, you're free from debt. He said to them, little by little, it's going to be city by city. And eventually, you'll get somewhere great. Through his word, God is saying to you and I, trust the process. Trust the process. Do you know what our problem is? We want to see results right now. We want to see it. We want instant success. We want to see the difference from our efforts. Job says this, even though you're not much right now, you'll end up better than ever. Little by little. Let me throw a few cautions at you this morning if you're taking notes. Number one, choose your goals carefully. Choose them carefully. What habits are going to give the greatest return? Keystone habits. They say if you make your bed every day, you will accomplish much more throughout the day than you realize. 
How to, how, choose your habits about your health. Do you want to spend time working on your health through the year? Tithing, giving. I believe without question, and, and there's plenty of scripture to back it up, but I've watched it in my life and in the lives of others. Tithing actually has far more effects on your life and on my life, so far beyond even just money. So choose your goals carefully. Number two, be specific about your goals. I'm going to do one push-up a day. I'm going to read two pages of books. I'm going to spend this much time in prayer. I'm going to do this with my money. I'm going to work towards this with my goal. Not as simple as, well, I'm going to eat better. Or I'm going to drink less alcohol this year. Less than who? The town drunk? How, how are you going to measure this? Honey, I'm going to stop eating chips. And then she walks in the room and she goes like this, I thought you were going to stop eating chips. Yeah, but these are Doritos. <laughs> Be specific. Number three, keep score. You, you and I have the ability to not be honest with ourselves. We just do. Keeping score. When, when, you, when there's a ball game on and then a commercial comes on and you walk in the room, what's the first question you ask? What's the score? We want to know what this, we want to know how we're doing. Be specific. And, and the thing I would say there is never skip. You're going to want to write this down. It's not in your notes. Never skip twice. Ne you're going to miss one day. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen from time. It's going to happen over and over. But if you and I promise to, to never, when we miss a day, never miss that second day. Never skip twice. There's a book, Superhuman by Habit. You can accomplish almost anything by being willing to change your habits. Look, 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 what the, look what he says in that book. He says, by failing to execute, in other words, if you skip twice, by failing to execute, you're not just losing a minor bit of progress, but rather threatening the cumulative cumulative benefits that you've accrued by establishing a habit. In, in other words, if, if you skip twice the chances are very high you're going to skip the third time and the rest of the times. So if we make the commitment never to skip twice, then we will reap the benefits of the habit that we are embracing. God talks to us over and over in Scripture. Here's what he says, and here's what he said to them. He says, little by little, but don't stop fighting. It's it's a step and another step and another step. And for them, it was this city and that city and the Hittites and the Canaanites. And one at a time, little by little. Don't stop because little by little eventually becomes a lot. One of, my, one of the greatest pastors to ever live was Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon put it this way. Spurgeon says, courage, my heart. Go on little by little. In following Christ, in my walk with Christ, in my relationship with Christ, in what God is doing in my life, little by little, for so many littles will make a great whole in Jesus' name. See, 
in your life and in my life, God is in this process of taking us. He took us from where we are. And he's taking us through this process of refining us, of shaping us in his image, of making us more useful, of taking, taking the things that would control our lives out of our lives, of moving us to a place and we recognize that he has a plan and a purpose for every single one of our lives. And, and if we're willing to let him, he will fulfill those purposes in our lives for our best and for his glory. Jesus said, the kingdom of God, that's what it's like. And he's doing it, not only throughout this room, but in the first service. God is in the process of our lives accomplishing this. Next Sunday, I'll wrap this up. I'll pull it together. You and I need to be thinking because we need to be thinking about where we want to be a year from now in our finances, in our interpersonal relationships, in our relationship with God, emotionally. Where do we want to be? And let's, let's find, let's, let's make these commitments, these habits that we're actually going to do through the course. One push-up a day. Can you do one push-up a day? Can you floss one tooth a day? Can you do it? I'm going to commit to things that are stupid, ridiculously small because I can do that. And six months from now, I can still be doing that. And if you'll read two pages a day, you'll go through more than one book. And you'll get closer to the people around you if you'll commit to several little things. You and I can do this. Do you know why? Because a year from now, we don't want to be the same people that we are right now in our health, in our relationship, in our finances, and in our relationship with God. Stand with me this morning. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son to die for us. Thank you for embracing us as your children as we believe. God, help us to believe you beyond our salvation, to believe you for the things that you want to do in our lives, to believe you for starting that business, to believe you for pursuing that job, to believe you for the spouse that you have for us. Help us to believe. And I pray, God, as, as we leave here this morning, we, we, are, we leave, Lord, with just grateful hearts for who you are, what you're doing in our lives. And let me just open that door op wide open here this morning. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, in other words, if you've never believed that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God, he came in the form of a baby, a gift to us. And he lived and he, he laid his life down willingly 
They crucified him, put him in a tomb. He rose from the dead. And he did that so that he could be your Savior and my Savior. And you get that just by believing him. If you've never done that, you want to do that this morning, I'd encourage you to do it right there where you're standing. Every head bowed, every eye closed. And if if that's you, I would ask you just to slip up your hand just to let me know. That's me right now, yes. Yes. You're believing. And by believing, you become his child. Father, thank you for the hands that went up this morning. All of heaven rejoices, and we rejoice. Bless us, Lord, now as we leave this morning. Bless us as we go to enjoy this day, as we go to enjoy football, as we go to enjoy each other. Thank you for the very gifts you've given to us in your name. And everyone said, amen. And if that was you, by the way, that raised your hand, here's, you say, well, what do I do now? You know what? You do what the rest of us do. You start to read. You open up your Bible to the, to the New Testament, and you read through the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you will get to know who Jesus is. And you join us here on Sundays. And if you miss a Sunday, get on camelback.cc and catch up on that Sunday. God bless you guys. Have an absolutely wonderful day.